BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Them's fighting words. We just heard fighting words here. Nick and Rico are not on good terms. We'll see what happens at the happy hour. <laughs> Rico's got a heck of a... Never mind. Oh, now he thinks he's coming back in. Yeah, we don't. We what, don't what, want what, to. What, what, Rico, your mic's on. You're good. Nick, Nick, yeah. look, look at me. Look at me. I can't. I'm trying to. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to open up my drink. No, nothing mean. Nothing mean. Nick, I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your hand. Let me shake your hand. See, at the end of the day, we always shake your hand. I want to shake your hand. If you haven't seen the video, then it's not. It doesn't. It's not funny. I'm laughing because it's YouTube and not because I have any idea what's going on. Oh, you, have you not seen the video of the man in the plane? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I can't say what he says, but he's just, at the end, he's just walking up and down the aisle of the plane while security's trying to escort him out. When he's like, I want to shake your hand. <laughs> anyway, I'll show you the video during the commercial break. Are you an aisle seat guy or a window seat guy? Um, I actually just experienced this. I have to be one of those. Yeah, I'm sitting out the middle. If you're a middle I seat sat- psycho... Turn no, this program no, 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 no. So I had to sit in the middle seat on the way from Cancun to Houston Ooh. on the way back. Oh, not and even on the way there? It was the worst experience of my life. I will say, I didn't tell anybody this. We almost had an incident on the plane on the way back. Like we, what kind of incident? Uh, women's, women screaming on the plane, getting into a fight. I thought... Oh. It was I okay, so we got time for a, a we three minute story. It. Make it five so if you want. This is this is literally what happens. So we get on the plane or whatever, we're we're taking off, and the seatbelt sign is still on. Okay. So you're not expecting anybody to get up. Well, so this woman gets up as we're, st- we're just getting over like the Gulf of Mexico. As we're starting to get over, like no more land, you can't see land, we're over the Gulf of Mexico. She goes to the bathroom while we're still ascending. She looks 
like she is about to puke her guts out. She looked horrible. I don't know if she was drinking. I, 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 don't, I don't know any of that. So anyway, a couple minutes later, she comes back, sits down, and you hear like them talking up there or whatever. And you're like, all right, you don't think much of it. Well, so I tried to sleep, and I'm in the middle seat here, and I, my girlfriend's sitting next to me, and, and all 19 of us that travel together, we're all in like the same vicinity. And she's probably seven or eight rows ahead of us. And That's all, your shot. All of a sudden, as I have, I have my eyes closed, and all of a sudden, we hear her go, if you want to start some bleep, then we can start it. And she started screaming and kicking, and her arms were flailing in the air. And I didn't, you don't know about people nowadays, man. And, and like that, that was, it was a little nerve wracking because then the guy like stands up, whoever she was talking to stands up and like walks up to the top or to the front of the plane, all while the seatbelt sign's still going on. And it, it, it lasted for about three minutes or so of her just like periodically screaming at people. And she would like look across the room and be like, what the bleep you looking at? <laughs> it was not fun. And I, I was sitting there thinking, man, we're just sitting here over the Gulf of Mexico and we have some crazy person on our plane. And I, Pipe it down or so thank, help me. I'll turn thank, the plane around. Thankfully, because like I, I'm in the, I'm one of those people who's like, all right, what, what, what if we have to get an emergency landing? Like, where are we going to land? Are we going to go to the Dominican Republic? Where are we going to go? Are we going to go back to Cancun? What, what's the plan here? We're not even in the air for 10 minutes and we have to turn it around. So that was a little nerve wracking. But then when I tell you we got to Houston, we got off that plane and we're go- in the customs line. She looked so embarrassed. She would not make eye contact with anybody. She would. She kept her head down the entire time. She would roll her eyes. It was. She was so embarrassed about the little episode she had on the plane that it was not. It was. So it was a little nerve wracking on the way back. That was the worst plane ride of my life because I was also in the middle seat. Couldn't do anything about it. Really makes you wonder what it was that sparked that. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I, I I'll be honest. Um, somebody says that's one of the best videos ever. I want to shake your hand. Uh, that's right, Brian. You're absolutely right. Um, I I'm serious. It was it was a little scary. Like, cause it was at first like, well, okay, why is this woman getting up? Okay, she kind of like looks not very you know healthy right now. She kind of looks like she's gonna get sick. Good choice, right? Cause I remember the time that somebody accidentally went to the bathroom all over the plane, mm-hmm. I would not be. I would probably jumped over into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, <laughs> Take Jason so, with the water landing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, no. So I was like, thank you for going to the bathroom if that's what you're going to do. Um, but then she just would not stop screaming. And it was it, was, it got a little intense. The, the, the flight attendants had to come out, calm her down. They had to switch some seats around all while we're still ascending and then while the seatbelt sign is still on. So... It was not the most exciting ride of my life. Who do you trust more in a pinch? Like flight attendants on an airplane or PBA security? (laughs) Oh, no. In a pinch. Like... See, this is tough because I get along well with some of the PBA security. And I know know they listen. I love them. I love them. I don't know. You know, I had this thought actually... Depends on like which corner. I couldn't... Which night. So I was planning on sleeping on that flight... I wasn't able to sleep the rest of the flight just because in, ca- in case something happened. Right. Um, Keeping tabs. Yeah. And, you know, and then the thoughts came in, you know, into my head where I was like, all right, you know what? Flight attendants, they have to deal with a lot. They have to deal with crazy passengers. They have to deal with if somebody gets sick on the flight. They have to deal with somebody if they go to the bathroom on the flight. Um, they have to deal with 
just anything. Like I, like I said, you have no clue what to expect from people nowadays. So I think flight attendants are are undervalued, not undervalued, underappreciated, underappreciated on every single thing. Now sometimes they can be rude, but they they have to know a lot and be be ready for whatever. Because, like I said, in that situation, we're just flying over the Gulf of Mexico. What are you gonna do? We can't we can't just land. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a scary situation. I'll be honest. But. Your go to drink and snack combination on an airplane. <sighs> Ginger ale, ginger ale and pretzels every time. Really, ginger ale and not pretzels. Not a picture juice of ginger I'm, ale. I'm a guy. big ginger ale guy. Right behind root beer, but they don't have root beer in the plane. It's 2024 so. and they don't have root beer on planes. Yet. I know. Well, th- that's another thing is they were out of Coke, Diet Coke, and water on one of our flights. I'm walking home. It was not good. I'm walking it home. Was at least bad. there are gas stations I can get Coke at. It was it was a heck of a journey on oh, the way back gosh. to Omaha. Anyway, all right, let's Glad talk Husker it. hoops. Um, yeah, they are on a plane. They are. They are. Maryland. Hopefully nobody's yelling. Hashtag transitions. Yep. Let's hope nobody's yelling on that plane. Just Sam Hoiberg gets up. Who's the most uh, obnoxious basketball player on a plane, do you think? Ooh. Off of Nebraska. We can go off of Nebraska squad. Like is no, is, we're not is, gonna is, have is, that. Uh, is Casey uh, a silent assassin to where he's just like just kind of sits in the corner, minds his own business, but still somehow finds himself in the middle but, of everything? But Casey stirs stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like you see him on the court. He's not doesn't always directly antagonize you, but Casey's always doing something emotive and expressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean Casey has an Kese. underrated like Aaron Kraft quality to him. Oh, I okay. That's a person I did not like. Back to our two <laughs> o'clock discussion. Thank you. Aaron Kraft. I forgot about Aaron Kraft. That How do you whole about Aaron those, Kraft? those whole Ohio State teams I just did not like. What was the one? It was like Ladarius uh, Smith. Um oh gosh. What what year would that have been of like 2007-ish? Or just after that, because it was uh 2008 Ohio State basketball. Try that. Because that's right after like Evan Turner. Greg Oden, Mike Conley were 07. Kraft was after them. Yeah, Kraft was after him. So I would say like 2010, 11, somewhere in there. Remember Jared Solinger? Lenzel Smith. Ah. Lenzel. Yep. Do you remember Jared Solinger? Yes. And his walkout song was Party in the USA. Dang. Soli got drafted to the Celtics? I know he Did played he, he for play, the I don't Celtics. Know if he got drafted there. Uh, yeah, Boston Celtics, yeah, first round, good 21st call. overall, Jared Solinger. Uh, another one was Deshaun Thomas. Yep. He was he always torched Nebraska. Uh, William Buford, Sam Thompson. Sam Thompson could get up. He could jump. Um, the unholy maybe trinity. Maybe I was thinking LaQuentin Ross, too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the unholy trinity for Nebraska fans, Aaron Kraft, Jordan Bohannon, Brad Davison. <laughs> Brad Davison is on everybody's list. I feel like Bohannon is, too. Yeah, maybe. The, any McCaffreys? The McCaffreys aren't good enough to be on that list. Okay. Okay, Bohannon. Respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bohannon. Okay, Bohannon's on there. Uh, yeah, Davison, Brad Davison. Mm, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they're the. Grayson all... Allen has the reputation that Brad Davison deserves. Yeah, yeah. Grayson Allen's not that bad. What he did is inexcusable, but Brad Davison yeah. did it much more frequently. And, and in to, worse location than Grayson I was, Allen I was just gonna ever say, did. Much more valuable parts. Yes. He he tried. He went after much more serious locations. Yeah. So I mean, you can you can fix a sprained ankle. You can't. You know. 
You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I do know where you're going with this. <laughs> anyway. I also know that Nebraska is headed out to Maryland to take on the Terps. A solid Maryland team, not a vintage Maryland team by any means. It really feels like a, a two-man show. You look at Jameer Young averaging yeah. almost 21 points per game. Julian Reese essentially averaging a double-double at 13.5 points, 9.8 rebounds per game. Dante Scott is creeping up onto that Perry Ellis list of guys who have been around college <laughs> absolutely forever. Mm-hmm. Solid guy on the wing, but Maryland isn't as deep as they have been. I think Kevin Willard's still really trying to to find his footing in College Park. Yeah, I would Maryland agree with that. Is, is good enough that Nebraska's, you know, one-cheeked road efforts won't be enough to win this game. But if you look at the style of play that Maryland has, it's not Wisconsin, it's not even Iowa, right? Where Iowa is such a team-wide approach. Mm-hmm. Maryland really runs through two guys with Scott spotting up. So to me, you cut off the head of the snake with Jameer Young. Bryce Williams mm-hmm. is on him. Jamarcus Lawrence is hounding him. Uh, Sam Hoiberg had the steal against him um, at one point in that Nebraska-Maryland game. I think you put all three of those guys on Jameer Young at different times. Don't let him get comfortable. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Set the tone on that end of the floor. I'll ask you this. Uh, Does it not feel like this year... Nebraska is in the shoes that Maryland was in when they came into Lincoln last year. Does it feel in terms of big picture? This is obviously it's earlier in the season, but think about this. Maryland is here a couple of games above 500. Nebraska on paper is probably the better team on Mm -hmm. paper. They're the deeper team. Um, They're going on the road. Maryland has declared this as a blackout in college park. This feels to me a lot like what it felt like when Maryland came into Lincoln last year and Nebraska was able to knock them off in overtime. That's what this feels like in terms of like big picture. Sure. To where it's like Nebraska had this pipe dream of like of of postseason play, right? Mm-hmm. And to do so, Nebraska needed to beat Maryland. Mm-hmm. I think you view this if you're Maryland a similar way. This is one of those teams that's probably, once again, on paper, better than you. You probably don't deserve to necessarily beat them, but there's a very good shot that using your crowd, and if you get hot in the right times, you can you can win this game by five, eight points. Mm-hmm. I, that's just how I feel about this one. Now, on the flip side, then, Nebraska's got to do what Maryland didn't do last year in Lincoln, and that's win. Go on the road and win. Go on the road and win. Maryland last year, I forgot this, was coming off a win over Purdue. 
That's right. Yeah, they came to Nebraska. That's right. That's a big deal. Now, I think Nebraska's wins over Northwestern and Ohio State are, are nice wins, not a feather in the cap win, right? So no. what Nebraska had last year with Maryland coming to town is kind of like what Iowa had this year, right? Mm-hmm. Team beats Purdue on their on that other team's home court and then goes on the road, where yeah. it's not really, you know, it's a... I don't want to say schedule loss, right? Like, I got in, in trouble on Twitter for saying that after the Iowa <laughs> game. Like, Nebraska played very poorly against Iowa, but going on the road after a big win at home, you can understand the the emotional letdown, the emotional difference between that high and then going to the place that probably hates you more than anyone else in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. So it's not to excuse the Iowa loss away, but Nick, if we look at the rest of this Nebraska men's basketball schedule, this is, I think, the best balance of a road game Nebraska has between potential impact um, on the RPI, the net to help Nebraska and not sink them. Yeah. Right. Because you have a Maryland team that rates. Okay. You know, in the mid like nineties, I think in the net um, creeping toward the, the sixties, I think in the, in the Ken Palm rankings, other than that, you go to Illinois. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a really tough task. I guess maybe Northwestern is that, Maybe the better example of this, you get to go to Evanston after you go to Illinois. At Indiana, the Hoosiers are definitely fading. At Ohio State, another team that's fading right now. And then at Michigan. So I think this is a perfect game for Nebraska to get over its road woes. Enough of a test that you can say, hey, yeah, we played well. We can feel confident about this because that's a solid team. But it's not an insurmountable task where, oh my gosh, Nebraska has to play perfect to get it. It's been so interesting watching Maryland or just kind of keeping tabs on the Terrapins from afar because you just go up and down their schedule, right? They they start out the season uh, with a with a cakewalk win over Mount St. Mary's, mm-hmm. um, but then more more importantly, then they lose their next three to Davidson, UAB, and then Villanova. Uh, they beat UMBC, they beat South Alabama. Anyway, they they move on, right? So now you're looking at this like just looking at schedules and trying to compare, okay, previous Maryland opponents to Nebraska and where's Nebraska at compared to other Big Ten teams uh, that that Maryland's already faced off against. And I I look up and down and you can't get a read on Maryland right now. Mm -hmm. You go on the road, you get blown out, or I shouldn't say blown out, you lose by 12 to to Indiana on the road, does do the Terrapins. Then you come back and you barely beat Penn State in overtime. At home. At home. Mm -hmm. You get blown out by 14 at Purdue, or excuse me, against Purdue at home. Well, you go to UCLA and beat up. Like, yes. UCLA's yes. not good, but you still went out to Westwood and won that game. Absolutely. So then, yeah, after that, two games later, you come back home, you lose to Purdue by 14. You go to Minneapolis, you lose. You are able to beat Michigan by seven. Then, out of nowhere, you go to Illinois and a top 10 Illinois team, and you beat them by nine in Champaign. Mm-hmm. But how do you follow that up with a loss against Northwestern? And then you follow that up with a loss against Michigan State at home. And then you're able to go to Iowa City and beat the Hawkeyes. There's just no way to read the Terrapins right Mm -hmm. now. And it's like, all right, you know what? I'd put Nebraska, once again, on paper, better than Northwestern. I'd put them better than Minnesota, despite them losing to the Gophers earlier in the season. And I'd put Nebraska better than Penn State. Those are the three teams. Mm -hmm. Well, you look at how did Maryland play against those teams. They won in overtime and against one of them. They lost on the road against the other, and they lost on the road against the other. There's still not really much of a of a of a gauge on how to how to feel about tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. Could Nebraska win it? 
probably, but we also know Nebraska struggles on the road. Both of these teams, both Nebraska and Maryland, struggle immensely on the road, but are very good at home. Mm-hmm. Maryland, 9-2 and two here at home this year. Uh, Nebraska, not great on the road. Maryland, not great away from College Park. Nebraska, really strong at home, just one loss all season long. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this is a toss-up game, as I think somebody on the text line said so as well. I Virginia, think it was Virginia Pirate. Virginia Pirate, yeah. Um, you know, until they do it on the road, no one should feel comfortable yeah. with this team on the road. That's totally fair. I think still, I mean, Austin, I, I made this comparison, or I guess this this thought earlier this morning. And I want to get your your idea or your opinion on it. Break up the season into two categories: non-conference and conference. In non-con, we continued to say ahead of those Stony Brooks, ahead against the ahead or uh, before Duquesnes and, and such. All right, prove to us that you're going to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat mm-hmm. by the amount you're supposed to beat them by. So they did that in the non-con. I think we're still waiting to see that consistently in the conference slate, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, all right, you've passed part one of the test. Now it's time for you to pass part two. You've been able to get a great win against Purdue, but I'd also say, how do you feel about the conference slate without the Purdue win? And that's a game that you weren't necessarily, I'm going to say it, supposed to win. Mm -hmm. You weren't. You were supposed to win, however, on the road at Rutgers. You were probably probably supposed to win. For sure. Yeah, at Minnesota. Maybe at Iowa even. Yes. And you weren't able to do so. So now Nebraska, they certainly will take the Purdue victory, but in terms of the the tests that we talked about at the start mm-hmm. of the season, beat the teams you're supposed to beat them by the amount that you're supposed to beat them by. They did that in the non-con against the teams that they played. Now you got to do it against the teams in the conference slate, and tomorrow is one of those teams. And see, I'm going to push back a little bit on that, that yes, Nebraska is favored and probably should be on paper, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to say Nebraska is supposed to win this game because Maryland's the basketball school. Jameer right. Young is, I think, the best player in that game. Okay. I, I really like Jameer Young. Not the biggest guy. He's a gamer. He's yeah. a baller. Uh, Jameer Young has been clutch in his Maryland career as well. He can put that team on his shoulders when he wants to. But I think Nebraska has the second and third best players in the game. Um, I think Rink Mast is better for Nebraska against Julian Reese than Derek Walker was. Yeah. Um, so I like this Nebraska team against this Maryland team more. But Maryland isn't so far down in the drags and in the throes of the conference that I'm going to say, yeah, Nebraska should win this one. You, you, you like right. their odds, but I'm not going to say that if Nebraska loses, season's over. So here's what, what's interesting before we before we take a timeout. I, this is why I think tomorrow's is... You, you can give a reason for why every single game, and we're going to give reasons before each game, on why that's such an important game for Nebraska mm-hmm. basketball, right? So here's where I'm kind of at with Nebraska and Maryland tomorrow. Looking ahead at what they have facing them in the next couple of weeks to end the regular season. We already talked about the magnitude of that end game against Michigan. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to think big picture, big scope, uh, take away the magnifying glass and, and NCAA tournament possibility for Nebraska. I look at the road game against Northwestern. Mm -hmm. I look at the road game against Indiana. Mm -hmm. I look at the road matchup against Ohio state. That's not counting the one that's in two or, you know, next a week from Sunday against Illinois. Nebraska needs to get this one on the road to give not only myself confidence, but I think that locker room confidence Mm -hmm. that guess what? They don't have a road game against Purdue. They don't have a road game. Yes. Illinois is a top 10 team. 
They don't have a road game. Well, might not be on Monday, but against a top 25 team. These are just middle-of-the-road teams just like you, mm-hmm. evenly balanced with you, maybe even a little below you. Don't allow them to just win just because they're at home. And it all starts tomorrow because time is running out on that conversation to say, mm-hmm. all right, well, great. Yeah, Nebraska can rack up all the wins at home, but dang, you know, when they go to Bloomington on February 21st, how are we going to feel about it? Well, probably not great. How are they going to feel about it on October tw- or February 29th when they go to Ohio State? Not great. Well, guess what? If you're still searching for one of your first road wins by after February 29th, man, that makes that Michigan game real dicey, and that's a program, as we've talked extensively about, you cannot lose to. Not you cannot year. lose and end the season with a loss against Michigan in Ann Arbor in a place that put the historical uh, significant or you know historical statistics aside, but they haven't played well there at the Chrysler Center. <laughs> no. Um, you can't end the regular season with that taste in your mouth. I'll throw this out here too for Nebraska men's basketball's schedule. I think you're right in that this is a game that Nebraska wants to get on the road to get that road monkey off its back. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of Nebraska basketball fans for not letting the specter of the Wisconsin game get in the way of this one. Yeah. Because that's a huge game. Probably the best win outside of Illinois that Nebraska has left on its schedule. By far the best home game remaining is um, a week from yesterday, on Thursday, Mm -hmm. with Wisconsin coming to town. This program is in no spot to have a quote-unquote trap game. But if Nebraska lays an egg against Maryland tomorrow... I'm starting to think they were looking ahead to Wisconsin a little bit, which well, they cannot do. Let me ask you this real quickly. Are you able to gain confidence with Nebraska playing on the road if they play close? If they lose close, are you? do you get that confidence that you're searching for? Depends on how and why. I would need the context. Okay. All right. Well, and, and unfortunately, I mean, there's so many hypothetical <laughs> situations <laughs> right. there. Yeah, I'll, how about but, I tell you about it on Monday? Okay. How about that? There you go. Let's hope Let's hope we're talking about a Nebraska victory on Monday. Yes, let's. Um, let's step aside. We'll bring up some Big Ten basketball notes, but we'll have this conversation. How many Big Ten men's teams get in the tournament? Some places are saying five. Some places are saying as many as seven. Is it that? Is it more? Is it less? We'll talk about that next.